This is Channel 253. In this episode of Citizen Tacoma. We're getting ready to update our use of force policies. And, and I have to tell you, one of my big takeaways from this uh, so far, I'm learning a lot, but one of the things I've learned most recently is that, so City of Fairgrounds, we have our own police department. We have our mm-hmm. own police policies. We ban chokeholds, but there are jurisdictions around us that don't. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Citizen Tacoma, my heart beats true blue. Citizen Tacoma, I'll always vote for you. Hi, Annie. So excited about our episode today. Yep. We are talking to Hunter George. I think on the website it says Hunter T. George, oh, well. which is a really cool name. Yeah, I wish I could be a Hunter T. George. I know. It's very mayoral, which makes sense <laughs> because he's the mayor of Fircrest. So we're going to talk to him today about, well, it's really about their EMS levy, but we're also just going to talk to him about Fircrest, yeah. which is a cool small town in Pierce County. So I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. Policing, even, we talk about. Yeah, it covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah. Listen in. I am so excited to be interviewing Hunter George, the mayor of Fircrest, Washington. Hunter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, and it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. How did you become mayor of Fircrest? (laughs) I need to know. That's a very cool job, and I... I'll tell you more about how excited I am about that in a moment, but how did you get to become mayor? Well, so the, uh, you know, the council chooses the mayor. Some cities, the, the voters elect the mayor, uh, and in other cities, uh, the way they're set up, the, the, the voters elect council members and the council members choose the mayor. So, uh, you know, the simple answer is the council chose me and I'm in my, we do um, two-year terms as mayor. It's a four-year term as council, uh, and then the council chooses you to be mayor. And so I'm in my second, I'm in my third year as mayor. So it's my second two-year term as mayor. Um, the sort of, uh, what surprises people is we had, we had uh, David Viafor was our mayor for, for 22 years. And, and so I think that's what surprises people is uh, because we had the same one for so long um, that people uh, that's when people are surprised. Like, oh, I thought, I thought Viafor was mayor and, and he, he actually stepped away for a couple of years for family reasons. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so when he came back, we just, uh, the council agreed, let's, uh, try something new here. And, and, uh, so again, Dave did a great job, um, and he's still on the council. Oh, nice. Uh, and, uh, but this is, it's, I got this wonderful opportunity and I, I can't, I can't tell you how much fun it is. It's so interesting. It's, um, it's just one of those things. It, it, it's, I was, uh, I think about this a lot that if someone had told me a decade ago, you know, you're going to be mayor of a small city, I'd have thought, what makes, how, what? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, and, 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 um, it has always been a, a dream of mine. I was a, I was a, a journalist for 19 years. This is a couple careers ago, but I spent 19 years as a journalist and I covered politics I, and I mostly covered state houses. And, uh, and so I've, I, I'm fascinated by the process, by the system. Um, I saw lots of great examples of people who are really good at it. I saw some examples of people who are really bad at it. Uh, and, 
uh, and so I tried to learn lessons from both. And, and so I, I always thought when I, when I'm retired, maybe I'd run for school board or for the legislature or something like that. And, and, uh, this opportunity to, to join the council came up. I'm in my ninth year on the city council and it just, it, someone left the council and it left a vacancy. And, and so I, I got kind of lucky. Uh, and I just, I love it. it. It is the closest thing. I mean, we provide police, fire, streets, you know, we provide the basic foundations of your society, sewer and storm. I mean, when you flush your toilet, the, uh, you know, we have the systems that are managing that, right? And, and, and if we didn't, we wouldn't have much of a society. So it's, it's, uh, it gets overlooked, I think, and it's really easy to kind of bash politicians and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, man, I think this sort of street level service is just fantastic. It's so much fun. Absolutely. I teach social studies and uh, I have a just so much respect for local government. And I try to tell students that they say, why should I vote? It doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, well, if you do nothing else, vote for your local stuff, like vote mm-hmm. for city council, vote for your county council. They, those, the folks who work in these jobs, they make the decisions that impact your everyday life. And they, they, kids love to hear that because it's so, like, it's so important and it's so empowering to them. Like, oh, wow, I can make a difference if I, you know, think local rather than, you know, panicking about these national political problems that like a lot of the problems I face every day are things that can be solved here, right? And the, and the irony is the least amount of attention gets paid to those offices that are closest to the people, right? right. Everyone's going to, everybody's going to vote in the presidential race. Yeah. Uh, nearly everyone's going to vote in the governor's race. But are they going to vote, uh, you know, then as you work your way down the ballot, I, I just had lots of people come up and say, I don't, there are three people, or, uh, I think there are three people running for county sheriff. That's a really yeah. important job. Yeah. And I guarantee you, most people don't know who they are. No. And, and, uh, and, and so that's, that's where I, I really hate the decline of journalism and, and because uh, that, that was a key way to learn those things. And, and yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it's arguably the closer you get to, to sort of the front lines of public service, the the less people actually know about who's who's making those decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I my interest in government and local government, um, hyper local government, actually started when I was in third grade. I won an essay writing contest to be mayor for the day. Town, <laughs> and I'm from Pacific, and Pacific has sixty six hundred people in it, so I think even smaller than Fircrest. Um, Only a little. Yeah. Yeah. A little smaller. And so I'm actually in my hometown right now because um, my internet stopped working and, you know, the PSE is out out with a a power surge. And I think about all those folks who are just like on grinding every day to like make sure that our utilities function like period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was thinking about that mayor for the day experience being here, you know, and how important that is to inspire young, young kids. Cause I was Mm -hmm. afraid to go see city hall and to go see how people do their jobs. And um, yeah, that was my, that was my first experience with it. And I, and I got the bug. I've never, I've never been able to shake it. I just love local politics. So thank you for doing what you do. We really, Oh, thank you. Yeah. If we ever get back to, you know, school and field trips and, <laughs> and being able to gather um, I, I kind of what you said, I wish, I wish we did uh, field trips. I wish we could bring, yeah. A group of kids to City Hall didn't wouldn't be there very long, but I, but I think they'd be surprised uh, to find out about some of the things that that we do that affect their daily life. And, yeah. and 
uh, one of the, you know, we're, I know we're going to, we're going to get to the election stuff, but we're in the final stage where we're weeks away from completing construction of a brand new outdoor pool for Furcrest. Wow. And as soon as, and as soon as we finish that, we're going to tear down the community center and build a new mm. community center. So we're replacing our entire recreation complex. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, and, 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 and it took, I mean, it took everybody. Voters had to approve a park bond to help pay for it. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of retail politics on that. We went door to door and talked to people. And yeah. it, and that's where, that's where the small, I just love being in a small city because you can do that, right? Furcrest yeah. is small enough that, we put together a team of folks and they went door to door and we covered every household in the city. And, and, and that's a lot harder to do in Tacoma, right? And, oh, and definitely. Just because of the size. And, and, and uh, so I love small cities. They're also a challenge because we don't have all the resources that the big cities do. Right. Uh, which is why we have a measure on the ballot. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great segue to kind of talk about the ballot measure. I, I noticed when I was looking through the Pierce County voters guide that there are two ballot measures about uh, for levies and one of mm-hmm. Key Peninsula for their fire department, and then ones in Furcrest. Um, and in Furcrest, that's for uh, the kind of ongoing funding for EMS services. Is that right? That's correct. So, uh, so a small city like ours, we can't afford just a fire truck alone. Those things are like six hundred thousand dollars or some crazy number. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's just for one. And, mm-hmm. and there are different, you know, they have lots of equipment and they have, equi- you know, you, you've got the ladder truck for taller structures. And I mean, you, you've got all sorts of equipment. Uh, so in, in the case of a city like ours, uh, we have a contract with Tacoma Fire. So we, mm-hmm. we pay the city of Tacoma um, several hundred thousand dollars a year uh, for, for this contract. So they, they maintain a station in our city. So in our, our public safety building is actually... Uh, it's it's a combination police and fire station, mm. and the police department is City of Furcrest. We have our own police department, but we use Tacoma Fire, and and mm. uh, and so when there's and we had a we had an apartment fire uh, a few months ago, and uh, and it required. I mean, there were f- at least five trucks that responded mm. to that. Well, again, Furcrest could never afford a, a, a system of that of that size. Yeah, uh, and, and so this is where this levy that's on the ballot. Uh, is a it's a property tax levy of fifty cents per thousand dollars of evaluation, um, and uh, and that enables us to pay the city of Tacoma to maintain a fire station in Furcrest for the for the benefit of Furcrest, uh, and so lots of small cities do that, and and uh, so I haven't read the Key Peninsula measure, but I'm assuming that it's it's similar. Yeah, it uh, is. And and so it's you know it's providing fire and and medical. Mm-hmm. those emergency medical services. So it's, and under state law, you have to re, you have to renew it. Uh, uh, so it's not, a, it's never permanent. Uh, mm-hmm. And under the law, you have to do it no later than every six years. And, and, uh, and so Furcrest uh, voters approved it, I think for the first time in 1991, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and then it's been renewed about every six years. The last one was 2014. So it's, so that's expiring in December of this year. Uh, and so we've, we've put that up for, it's been, it's been renewed every time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, again, it, it's, it's an easy sell. It's a basic service. Yeah. Uh, and, and that money is solely used to pay for that, that fire service. Interesting. So if like for levies, all right. So mm-hmm. I know what levies are because I'm a social yeah. teacher and I pass, uh-huh. I love passing levies. I think levies are the best because 
they sometimes frustrate me because I'm like, well, this seems like something that should be covered already. Why do I have mm-hmm. love you? But then you remember that once you pass it, then you get the good thing that you like. So if you are going to explain like, how does a levy function for like a small town to like a middle schooler? How would you explain that so that someone can understand, easily understand like how a levy works? The, that's a great question. So uh, there are general taxes. We, we use general taxes to pay for lots of things. Um, and, uh, uh, in Fircrest, that includes our streets, that includes police. Police is the single largest expense in our mm-hmm. budget. We have a department, we have a chief and, uh, and two sergeants and six officers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we have a vehicle for, we have a car for each one and those are expensive, but they have lots of equipment. They have to do lots of training. Um, so we spend, you know, quite a bit of money every year uh, uh, to, to, to maintain this police department without public safety. We don't have much of a society. So, um, so it, it covers lots of things, doesn't cover everything, uh, the, the, those general taxes. And, and, uh, and so you get these, these very specific taxes. Um, and so in the one we're talking about is for emergency medical service, for fire and medical service. Uh, some cities, Fircrest is not part of, I think we're the only city in Pierce County that's not part of the, the library district. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, most other cities are. And, and so folk, a portion of your property tax supports a library system in, in, the, in those cities. Um, the school district does, uh, and, they'll, you know, the school district, so Tacoma Schools recently did a, a school bond. Uh, and as a result of that, uh, it's going to pay for something like 10 schools or something to be rebuilt uh, over the next decade. Uh, Tacoma, well, Fircrest voters approved the park bond in mm-hmm. 2019 mm-hmm. that uh, raises everyone's property taxes a certain amount and, and it will raise up to $13.5 million uh, over 25 years. So it's like paying a mortgage, right? So we're, we're going to build, so we're building this, so we built the pool and now we're going to build a community center. Um, and we'll pay it off over 25 years, and and we pay it off by by this extra by this levy, which is just essentially an extra tax that that is dedicated to a certain need. Very cool. Uh, I think that's. I hope that helps. That was a great. That was a great simple explanation. Yeah, yeah I think that um, sometimes, and I know that I've, like I said, I've felt that frustration before of like, why are we voting on this? But um, but levies are super important, right? Because if you don't pass them, like you said, all of those um, all of those extra things that um, are not really extra. They're like basic, mm-hmm. but all of the extra cost, right? We have yeah, to, right. Um, to pay for those things. And I I, and, I get my bill from, because Pacific, I now live in um, in South King County, but the um, Pacific, when I was growing up, became part of the Valley Regional Fire Authority. So they joined mm-hmm. the bigger fire department. Mm-hmm. And right. um, I love to get that bill in the mail. That's like, you don't owe anything. We just want you to know that you paid some yeah. money and it supported fire and EMS services. That just always makes me feel really good. I'm like, yes, I passed that levy. Now I'm getting my receipt that says that you have services. This is not a bill. I just love to get that one because it makes me happy knowing that it's available and that it's, it's ready when people need it. And that's where you, you, you get some economies of scale there. So we had a big fire merger here uh, a few years back. And so West Pierce fire serves uh, university place and Lakewood. Okay. Uh, and 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 again, Fircrest is getting its fire service from from Tacoma. So it's uh, uh, it, it, w- w- you contribute to 
a pool and that allows you to, to pay for all these, this equipment and the personnel and the training and all those things. Um, I was also going to mention there's, you know, when you think about how these things are structured, there's a lot of laws around these, these funds. So for example, Fircrest, we have our own water system. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, over the years, that's always surprised people who assume we get our, our water from Tacoma, that we must buy it from Tacoma. We have wells and we have some of the cleanest, best drinking water in the region. Um, and so, we, so tiny little city of 60, almost 6,800 people, and we have our own water system. Wow. And, and, and so residents pay that water bill. Well, that money goes into the water fund. That money is not paying for, for parks. It's not paying for other things. It's paying for the water fund, right? And, wow. and, uh, and then we also, we have a sewer fund, same thing. And we have a storm fund, which, which pays for the stormwater system that takes the rainwater and takes care of it. And, and so it's just stuff like that where you get, uh, that's what gets hard. Uh, that's one of the challenges, I think, in working in mm-hmm. local government is people go, you have all this money. Why can't you, you know, why do you need more? Well, yeah. The water fund money is only for the water fund and the sewer fund money is only for the, and I can't mix and match. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you don't want us to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that's where it gets complicated because <laughs> people see just the, the big amount of money. I, I, uh, I was looking at uh, the city of Tacoma is working on their budget development and, you know, their budget's huge. And, and, uh, and, um, but a bit like a third of it is Tacoma public utilities. A third of that budget is for, electric and, and, and water wow. and things that Tacoma Utilities does. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, uh, other services. So anyway, I just, I think it's interesting and it's a big challenge to get to, for people to understand how we're structured. You wouldn't want to yeah. mix, mix your water and sewage anyway, really. No, that's true. No, 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 <laughs> no neither the money that would nor, be gross. No. nor the, uh, yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, that's really interesting. I, I never really thought about uh, the fact that, I mean, you, you have to keep, you think about in like schools, for example, like levy funds don't pay for capital projects. And so like we have some capital needs like in Tacoma um, that, you know, that these, in order to pay for building repair and rebuilding buildings that it requires dedicated funds. Like it's not, it's not just as simple as saying, um, you know, shift money around where you move the numbers around because it has, right. to, be, um, has to be accountability. Um, there are ethical guidelines for how you spend money and where you move it around. And, you know, um, not just like, like by law ethical guidelines, but also like, um, I mean, I think every, I don't know, politics has a sort of like ethic of ethic of care for people that you are working for, right? Cause you're working for the people of Fircrest. And so they count on you, your, the city council and the mayor to be, right to be accountable with their money, to be, to, to use it appropriately. Very much. And, and, uh, and, and again, understanding all those rules and all that, what can you do? I, I've been doing this again, I'm on my ninth year on the council and I still have to ask, okay, you know, we'll be talking about a certain project. Okay. Can I use, can I use the REIT funds for that real estate excise tax? So when you sell a house, there's a tax that gets paid on that. Yeah. There are rules around what the REIT money can be used for. Right. And, and, mm. uh, and I, I mean, I have a general idea, but I have to ask. And, and cause I, there's just, there are so many, there are so many of these sort of silos uh, of funding and there are rules around every one of them. And so it's, but that's why we have professional staff. They know those rules and, and, uh, and, and so they, 
they're, they're not shy about reminding me of what we can and cannot do with our money. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So I had a question about the structure of Fircrest city government. So is the, is the city manager elected in Fircrest? No, so the the we are we're count we we function in the council manager form of government. So the council we're like we're the board of directors, right? We we set policy, and then the council we hire a city manager, and he runs the day to day operation. He's he's the executive branch. Nice. Um, and and the the difference there is he's not elected. He's he's hired by us. Uh, he has a contract. Uh, we we evaluate him quarterly. We meet with him. Uh, every three months and, and talk about how he's doing and uh, uh, and he's doing fantastic. Um, uh, so lots of, there are cities that have a strong mayor where the, where the mayor is in charge of day-to-day operations. Uh, and then there are cities that are council manager and that's what we are. So we, we, like I said, where our job is to set, our job is to give him direction, give him policy. We, we approve the budget uh, and the budget that's, those are his guardrails. That's where you can spend this much money. And we've, yeah. we've talked about what we want you to spend it on. Uh, and, uh, but then he has day-to-day mm. uh, uh, authority. Okay. That's, a, that's really cool. Do you, yeah. what's one of your biggest challenges working in local government? You've talked about a lot of the kind of the joys, right? Are, are there, are there things that you go to work in your like that you find kind of difficult or challenging or that you wish people understood about local government that maybe are misconceptions like, uh, what do you, what, do you have any, anything like that you'd like to share? Um, I think it, it's, it's a challenge. People under, understanding kind of, okay, what can the city do? What does the county do? What does the state do? You know, uh, uh, understanding um, our, our roles and our authorities. Um, the, uh, so I think that's one. I, I think there's a, we have a really good council and we're, uh, and we talk about this. I mean, so there's seven individuals on our council, right? I'm one of seven. Mm. And, and my priorities aren't necessarily the same as, as one of the others. And, and yeah. um, so, you know, majority rules, right? So if, if there are four votes for something, then the city manager will go and do that. We generally, we are usually, usually unanimous and, and, and occasionally we're not, but and when we're not, we're civil. Um, uh, so that's, uh, there are, so like I said, we're in a good place right now in Fircrest. I, I, again, I've spent my career, uh, uh, either working in, in local government. I worked for the County and now I work for Metro Park. So I've, I've worked for several different organizations. Uh, and then I spent a career covering them. So I've certainly seen lots of dysfunctional bodies out there and I'm not going to name any names here, but, <laughs> but, um, but that makes it really hard because now the staff, uh, if you've, you know, if, it's not that I want, I don't want, I never want my group to think with one brain, right? right? I want, I want to hear diverse opinions. I want, you'll get to a better, you might have an idea, but you'll get to a better one if we talk it through and perfect it. Um, but, you know, you, you occasionally, uh, their personalities can get in the way. And, and um, uh, so that's, and of course, and again, coming from journalism, that makes news, right? That's, that's when there's, dysfunction uh you're, you're we used to talk in the, in the journalism business that you know a thousand planes landed safely at SeaTac today that didn't make news the one plane that crashed made right. news. well yeah so so i get that and uh but at the same time a whole bunch of people were doing the right thing today and did you know did their job and you don't you don't hear about that right and, and i actually so that really- gets frustrating yeah 
Yeah, I was actually really excited to talk to you because I don't know very much about Vercrest city government. Like, I just don't yeah. know much about it because it functions so well. You don't hear about all oh, yeah. controversy, right? With the, um, you know, small towns too. I mean, I, I've worked in student government and uh, in college and that was like, there's always this joke of like the, the smallest governments have the most, you know, politics, right? Um, right. Because, yeah, you're... I was, yeah, I tell people that the smaller the town, the bigger the politics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I always felt that in student government because, uh, you know, you're working with the same folks every day and, um, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, it's interesting. Um, there, I, I think, that, to, let me, and as I... Yeah, yeah. About your, th- I'm thinking about your question. Um, you know, a place like Fircrest... Um, so I, re, you know, every week the city manager sends a, a, a memo to the council, just kind of here's what's, here's, here's what's going on. Here's what's coming up. Uh, and, the, and the police chief uh, also sends a memo every week, every Friday to the city council saying kind of here, here's what happened in public safety in, in our city in the past week. And a play, Fircrest has, Fircrest has a very well-deserved reputation of being a great place for families. And, um, and we're known for our speed limit, right? You know, we have a 25 mile per hour speed limit, everybody knows. Uh, and our, our residents are really proud of that because you're gonna slow down when you drive through our town and that makes their kids safer. So we hear from our residents a lot that they love our speed trap reputation. Um, what I think, I think it surprises people when, when crime happens mm. in Fircrest and there's not, you know, an electric fence around our city. There's not a moat around our city. I mean, thing, things, uh, there are assaults, there are, there are, um, there's domestic violence. I mean, we, we have, we're part of American society. We have some of the same, we don't have them on the scale uh, that, that, that larger, you know, a big urban area has. Um, but I, it, it, it's always interesting to me when something happens uh, you know, there's a theft or there's an assault and I'll see, on, you know, on, on Facebook, right. And people will be like, Oh, Fircrest is going to hell. Right. It's uh, I can't believe it. And, and uh, you know, lock your doors and everybody needs to get security camera. They're like you're, you're, I think you're overreacting to, you know, yeah. and, and, and so, but it's, it is one of those things where you should take precautions. I mean, it, 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 we're not immune to all those things. No. Um, and I was, I want to say I was, I just, I was so moved and I was so happy that this, that, that, uh, happy is not the right word. I'm struggling to find the right word. There was a Black Lives Matter march that came, that was, that specifically came to Fircrest and UP. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out about it the morning of the, of the march. And um, it's important. I, I, I think we, we're very much a part of this, uh, of this greater community and, Fircrest is very white, right? And I mean, we're predominantly white, and and um, and, and we have a we have a uh, because we're a small city. We're we're I I think we're pretty good at community policing. I, I think we're I think we're better than most at it. And and in fact, and and um, our our police chief who grew up in the area, you know, he his mentor was a chief who made sure he got to know the kids in the city. And then those kids grow up to be adults. And, and so you build this trusting relationship starting with when they're little. And so I see the, you know, police, a Fircrest police officer will drive through my neighborhood and they'll stop and they'll talk to the kids. Mm. And, uh, and, 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 and I think that's great. And again, that's a lot harder to do. I'm not criticizing any other cities. It's, it's, it's time consuming. Um, but to me, that's what community 
policing is all about. That said, and I've told our, our officers, we're not perfect and their industry is certainly not perfect. And we need to learn, we need to listen and we need to learn. And so I was, I just was really moved. Uh, uh, Chief and I went up to the rally point. They started at Tacoma Community College and, and we asked for permission. We just said, we'd like to march with you if, you, if you'll have us, but this is your, this is your march. This is your event. We're, you know, it's up to you. And they, they asked the crowd, do you want, do you want the mayor and the chief to join you? And they said, yes. So we did. Um, and we've been in the last couple of months, uh, uh, we're getting ready to uh, update our use of force policies. And, and I have to tell you, one of my big takeaways from this uh, so far, I'm learning a lot, but one of the things I've learned most recently is that, so city of Perkins, we have our own police department. We have our own police policies. We ban chokeholds, but there are jurisdictions around us that don't. And yeah. so, and there's all these, these mutual aid agreements. I mean, when something significant happens and you know, it, Fircrest is, is uh, there's, an, there's a, a, a highway 16 exit ramp that feeds right into Fircrest. Mm -hmm. And there are several major streets that, that border Fircrest. So every now and then when the, when the police are chasing a bad guy, I sort of joke that, that those chases, I swear they end in Fircrest half the time. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so we'll be in the, like, there'll be a, you know, the Como helicopters hovering over Fircrest. Well, they were chasing a bad guy from somewhere else and he ended up in Fircrest. Um, uh, but there's a lot, you know, state patrol, uh, Pierce County Sheriff, uh, city of Tacoma police. I mean, they all will, will respond because that's what we all do. And Fircrest will respond in those jurisdictions. Uh, but they've got different policies. And, and so that's where, uh, I was on the, the, the governor Inslee did a call with, with regional mayors uh, a couple months ago. And he wanted yeah. to talk about, the, he wanted to talk about the COVID response. And he also wanted to talk about uh, uh, the, the black lives matter and, and racism. And what are we doing? And what, what are we seeing from our cities? And several of us said, you know, we really need you to help. Uh, uh, there need to be, there need to be uniform standards. It can't be that Fircrest standards and then Pierce County has standards and Tacoma has standards because yeah. Tacoma is going to come into Fircrest and Tacoma can follow its own standards and they don't match ours. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, so it's an, it's just, it's, that's a big thing. I, that never occurred to me and maybe it should have, but until now, it never occurred to me that we're not all playing on the same playbook here. Yeah. And I never really thought about it in those terms until you explained it that way, but it, it totally makes sense. I mean, a lot of these, jurisdictions overlap or they're right up next to each other. And if there's not consistency, then it can cause a lot of confusion and a lot right. of um, stress and um, not even, not just in the community, but also among law enforcement officers because they, they're, they don't know what, you know, they, the standards are inconsistent for them as well. Exactly. So I, I just think that that's been a, kind of an early lesson. I know I'm going to have more, there's a lot more than I'm going to learn, but that's, that was something that, that, and that's fixable you know, and, and, yeah. um, uh, Congress frankly is trying, I mean, they've, they're offering up some national standards. Uh, that would be great. That's a start. I still think then the state of Washington could do something that maybe takes that to the next level. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, I just, it's, um, uh, I was grateful, I guess is the word I'm looking for, uh, that they, yeah. that, that, that group, you know, intentionally said, we're coming and we're going to march through Fircrest and UP and we want to talk about this. And, and they, they laid down in the street in front of our police station for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, it just, it was powerful. And, and so yeah. I'm, I'm, 
I'm proud of our chief for, for taking a, we're, we're looking at the eight can't wait uh, uh, list of policies and, and we're kind of starting with that open to others, but that was at least a starting point. And, and, yeah. and so that's where I'm even a little place like Furcrest that feels like a, a little utopia to some doesn't feel that way to everybody. And I, and I've learned that and that's yeah. where we have to be part of something bigger. Absolutely. Well, you know, that's actually a great time to take a short break and then we'll come back and uh, wrap up our episode. So uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is producer Doug of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Channel 253 is sponsored by Pacific Lutheran University. PLU probably doesn't need any introduction. They've been part of the Tacoma community since 1890. Maybe your kids went there. Hey, maybe you went there. Go Lutes! But if you're thinking about revamping your career or launching a second career, have you thought about PLU for a master's program? PLU offers a dozen master's degrees and postgraduate certificates. And get this, some of them can be completed in as little as nine months. Get your master's in education and become someone's favorite teacher. Get your MFA and unleash your inner poet or focus on the body and how it works with the new Master's in Kinesiology. Applications for all Master's programs are on a rolling basis. For more information, visit plu.edu slash graduate to learn more. PLU, for the next step in your career. I'm actually, welcome back. I'm very interested in kind of how nimble Crest is in, in its ability to kind of make policy decisions or to um, respond to voters and to respond to situations, it seems like you have a real advantage being a small town that you can respond quickly to, to things going on in the community. Like you said that as soon as you knew that there was a march that day, you were out there, right? Um, do you feel like that's one advantage of working in a small town? Is that quick responsiveness? It, it uh, definitely, it, it's, it can be a blessing. I would call it a curse, but it can be a blessing and a challenge. Yeah. Um, because we don't we don't necessarily have all the resources that that a bigger city has. So for so for example, another thing we're talking about as as a council uh, is a need for diversity, equity, and inclusion training, uh, not just for the police department, but for all staff. Again, you know, I'm learning. We've we've all heard about redlining and planning policies, and and what are the legacies of that? And 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 so I, I would like for our two, the two people in our planning department, I would like for them to have, you know, a, a DEI training. Um, that becomes, again, we're a small city. We have a small budget. We only have, we have about 30 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I look at Tacoma, which created them, but they have, they have a whole office dedicated to this. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and so, so that's where uh, to some degree, sometimes you can, you can react pretty quickly to things. We don't, it's not, we're not, we're not turning an aircraft carrier, right? Because we're, there's only 30 of us. It's not that hard to make change. Um, on the other hand, I, and I think something I've noticed and we've got, we're getting so much better at it. Uh, it it's sort of easy to, to, to wait for, for the big guys to figure something out and we'll do what they do. Right. And, and, yeah. um, and I, I think what a lot of, uh, I think, I think the, the current Fairgrass city council, I think they, they're feeling we don't need to wait. We can take things on ourselves. 
we certainly would like to learn other people's lessons. I don't want to make the same mistake somebody else made. Um, but I think we're getting better at it. And I've, I know there are a lot of other cities and other, a lot of other small cities that feel the same way that yeah. we don't have to wait. But I would just say that's a, I don't think that's uncommon yeah. uh, for small cities to feel like we're not resourced to do that. And so we're going to, we'll just, we'll just take whatever, whatever those guys do. And, and I don't want to wait. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I had another question for you about this kind of going back to, to um, this election cycle, but you, do you have any general advice as someone who works within government, just general advice for voters in this primary election cycle? Primaries kind of get neglected. So like, yeah. wait, what yeah. do you say to voters if you, you know, if they're thinking about they're going to turn in their ballot, if they haven't already, um, what would you say to them? It's just, uh, it's so easy. <laughs> I mean, I just don't, this is not that hard. We, we don't, uh, we make it easier than I, I'm not. I'm not aware of any other state that makes it as easy to vote as we do. Uh, uh, and I came here from the East Coast, um, so I've been here now. I think this is my 24th year or something. But I, I came here from Pennsylvania, which was uh, pretty corrupt and uh, and very much run by the parties. Mm. Uh, uh, they had these kingmakers, and you couldn't you couldn't get anything done without uh, without working your way up through the ranks of the parties. Uh, for, prior to that, I spent, uh, you know, I grew up in North Carolina. Um, and so when I came here, I'd never heard of a ballot initiative until I got here. That's not a thing on the East Coast for the yeah. most part. Um, and so this idea that voters could make laws was fascinating. And at first I loved it. Um, I've now come to appreciate, I, I, I'm, it's, a, it's necessary. I'm glad we do it. It's messy. And because uh, it doesn't go through any kind of vetting process, whoever wrote it, you know, gets to make the rules. And if the voters say yes, then that's how it goes. And I, I think of like the liquor uh, privatization thing, oh, yeah. which has not turned out at all like people thought it would, but that's because Costco wrote it, you know, and, and they wrote it to benefit them. And, and, uh, and I, I'm sure it's more than that. I, I shouldn't be that glib, but, but, <laughs> but I will say, I, I, uh, um, I just, I look at, uh, I love, uh, uh, it's an annual thing. I sit with my kids at the kitchen table and we get the voters guide out. And, uh, and again, that's a thing that we didn't have on the East coast. And, and, um, uh, and so we, we talk about the candidates and we talk about the issues and, and, and I vote at my kitchen table and I go stick it in a drop box. It's just not any easier than that. And, no, and it's great. I'm boggled all year long as we saw these, these presidential primaries and things, and you'd see these people waiting in line for hours and hours. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't waited in a line in 20 years. Yeah. And, and so I just, it, and so that frustrates me. I, yeah. uh, I, I love my people. I love Fircrest. I love the people of Fircrest. I mean, no disrespect, but I can tell you right now, I'm going to be disappointed in our turnout. Uh, and that said, our, our turnout is going to be higher than most, but that's not saying much. Yeah. Cause it's, cause it's probably going to be a third. Yeah, and, and, pri and primary just, turnout is so low, and yeah, it's low everywhere. And I, I'm always so surprised because actually primaries, uh, in terms of your power to kind of narrow down well-qualified people, that's like, that's it's its own kind of election power. Right. You're a citizen, and people just don't really get it. They kind of just think, oh, it's a a pre-vote, you know. I don't need to go, but uh it's it's so. We we were. I looked yesterday, and because I was curious on the EMS levy kind of house turnout looking. Yeah. And as usual, we are, Fircrest is 
near the top of the pack. We're, at, we're in the top mm-hmm. probably three in terms of turnout at 17%. Uh, I'm, I'm, that just, that just hurts my soul, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and again, there will be people will vote this weekend. There's a lot of people who will at the, on the last weekend will, will get that ballot in. Right. Um, but that's where I, but I still think at best we'll double that. And, yeah. and we'll probably, you know, again, I think we'll be somewhere around a third of, and I just, Look at all these other countries around the world. I mean, there are people around the world who would kill for this opportunity to choose their leadership and not be stuck with Vladimir Putin, right? And, yeah. And, and stuff like that. And, and Seriously. And, and, was that my out loud voice? And, and, <laughs> but I don't, I just can't believe it. I just can't yeah. believe the, the, that more people don't realize, A, how important it is, B, what a blessing it is to, and a privilege it is, and C, how freaking easy it is to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's so easy. Oh my gosh, it's so easy. I I love to to sit down, like you said, it's like kind of kitchen table. It's like a family affair. You sit down with your yeah. your beverage, whatever your choice beverage is, and you you crack open the voter guide. You maybe you go on some blogs of people you trust, and you're like, oh, I'm going to check out what so and so has to say about that, you know. And you just kind of have a relaxing evening of voting. It's like uh, it's it's fun, you know. I even when I remember even when the first time I voted, the first few times I voted was in person in Washington, and when I voted, um, you know, even, even then the lines weren't very long because elections have always been taken seriously and managed well here as far as I can remember. And, you know, I'm sure that's not always been true, you know, cause that's, there's no way that that's always been true, but, um, I just love that. It's so simple. I'm totally with you on that. My daughter is 19, uh, and she cannot wait to vote in the presidential election. In I am so excited for her. I was, when I got, I got to vote this, my senior year of high school and it was so cool. I yeah. just so happy. And what a, what a fun thing for her. That's so cool. She's never had the opportunity to vote for me <laughs> because she was too young, you know, the two times, yeah. the, the three times I've run. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that she will. I don't know what my, I've got three years to go, but uh, so we'll see, but I, I'm, uh, I am so excited for her to vote in the yeah. presidential race. And her 11 year old brother is really jealous because he wants to. Oh yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we have one, one thing left on our agenda today. I, I say agenda because I think, you know, politics, we always want to have some action item for what we're going to do next. So, um, democracy is not a spectator sport by any means, um, so if you have any kind of action item you want to share with listeners, my action item is um, to consider that budgets are moral documents and that mm-hmm. that's what we value for, to think about um, your budget priorities as a citizen um, to, in order to reach out to your elected officials because the way we budget reflects the things we care about. So that's my, that's my action item for today. Hunter, do you have an action item for today? Mine, mine would be uh, pick, pick one. Pick one elected representative at the local level. So if you live in a city, uh, pick a city council member. If you live in unincorporated Pierce County, email a county council member, but, but either send an email or, or pick up the phone. And uh, uh, believe it or not, we, we actually, we like, I think, I think I can't speak for all of them, but I, I'm pretty sure most of them really like hearing from people. I love it when I get a message from, from a constituent. And, and, um, and, and the other thing is, uh, Occasionally, I get we get we get attaboys and attagirls from from people. That's really rare, 
right? I mean, most of the time, the only reason someone's going to think that I'm going to call the mayor is because they're mad about something. And that's fine. I mean, that's where, that's our job is to, if things are working great, then you shouldn't have to worry. Uh, and if you have a problem, you should call. Um, uh, but, you know, a job well done note is not a bad thing either. And, and, and again, that's the thing that helps us sort of keep the cynicism at bay. Uh, when you occasionally feel appreciated for doing something that people appreciate. I, I got a number of notes from people about, about our, 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 our response to Black Lives Matter. And, and, and that was nice. I want to, I want to know that you think I'm doing the right thing and not everybody will, you know, and, and, um, but I just think if people would, and everybody's busy. I think about that a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, I got, kids at home and we're all, we have to, we're going to have to educate them ourselves <laughs> you know, with this fall. And, and I mean, there's just, there's a lot going on, but there's also a lot going on in our community. Uh, and so my request would be pick one city council member, wherever you live uh, or a school board member uh, and, and tell them what you're thinking and just give them that. And, and, uh, and maybe you'll hear from them and maybe you won't. Uh, I, I, to, to me, the good ones, the best ones are the ones who respond. Uh, but I it just, it can't hurt. And you never know, they might, that might actually develop into a regular thing. Uh, I've got folks who, who message me regularly and I welcome that. That's awesome. So that's my action item. Cool. Doug, do you have an action item today? Yeah. If you, okay. have, if you like one candidate in particular, throw them 20 bucks. Oh yeah. Throw them totally. 20 bucks. Just yeah. 20 bucks. Throw them yeah. 20 bucks. You got to like I, them. Though. I, I make a number of, my wife and I make, uh, uh, a lot of sort of twenty-five dollar yeah. donations, and and yeah, I just want to show that I like what you're doing. I like what you stand for. Yeah. Keep going. And my other action item is just wear a damn mask. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> please, please wear a mask. Hey, hey speaking of wearing, please. speaking of wearing masks and things, is it true that if this COVID thing ever sort of lessens or goes away, and a public establishment opens up in Fircrest, is it true I can go in and get a cocktail now? Oh yeah. Is yeah, this we, true? Uh, like three, uh, three or was, four years honestly, ago. Honestly, that was one of the things that inspired me to run. Was Booze? This, this, this wacky, <laughs> well, this wacky blue law that we had. Yeah. And, and uh, that we were the last dry city in the state of Washington. Oh, wow. And, and you could not buy a glass. So it was liquor by the glass. Wow. You could not buy a glass of beer, wine, or liquor uh, in, uh, in Fircrest establishments. And, and so we worked, it took a few years and we, we, we put it on the ballot. We let the voters decide, uh, and over 75% yeah. voted to, to end that. And, and, uh, and, and as a result, uh, so we had, uh, Sammy's pizza opened and you can, yeah. you can, I know they have beer. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think they have a full bar. Uh, and then uh, spring Lake cafe, which had, had only served up to that point, breakfast and lunch, uh, because, People didn't want to go out to dinner at a place where they couldn't no. have a glass of wine with their dinner. Shirley Temple. Uh, so they once they were able to add that. I mean, yeah, we. So it's not. So it's <laughs> that's been the case now for a few years. Yeah. Uh, but we'll probably it's going to take a while to outlive that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Hunter. We really appreciate it, um, and looking forward to seeing all the cool things that are happening in Fircrest. Um, and thank you. Well, Annie and Doug, thank you. I appreciate an opportunity to talk about how great little cities can be. Absolutely. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Citizen Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, 
Interchangeable White Ladies, We Are Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.